When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Six minutes after 9 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. President Joe Biden, the DB, was currently uh, in charge of the executive branch, and I use the words in charge loosely. He's going to be giving a speech at the United Nations. Uh, Could happen at any minute. So, uh, James, we're going to be going to that live when we can, and we'll dip into it. I'm ready when you are. And we'll leave well, my... when the old man's ready. <laughs> Which, you know, he might be doing a number twosies right now, and that takes a while. When he starts talking, and I'm going to leave my mic up when we listen to him so I can comment and, and make it somewhat interesting. And it'll, it'll be, you know, interesting, if you will, to see how big of a global ass the president of the United States of America makes of himself today. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure his entire staff, and again, I use his, the term his staff loosely. I think more, he's probably their staff, if that makes sense. You know, there are some clenched, there, there's some clenched colons going on around that, those people, man. He's on the global stage today. Well, he's on the global stage every day. But I, I'm sure you've noticed, as I have, the, the decline I mean, it, it, remember the good old days when Joe Biden would only make an ass out of himself maybe once every couple of weeks? The rest of the time when he's doing his public statements, he's you know somewhat pulling it together or keeping it together. That ain't happening now. I'm sure you've noticed. Every time the man gets in front of a camera, something weird and feeble happens. Uh, or he lets his inner a-hole out you know, for the whole world to see. So I, I, who knows what will happen today. But again, in the interest of being on the cutting edge of news as it breaks, <laughs> and to give us all a bunch of yucks, uh, even though it's not that funny because we are talking about the destruction of, our, of Western civilization as we know it, but, you know, we'll, we'll bring it to you live and comment as it happens. Again, it is Joe Biden, so he's supposed to start speaking at 9 I don't know, James, what are you thinking? If we get him on there before noon, you know, if Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins can get to him, he's supposed to be on at 9, so it'll probably take Barnaby Jones a few hours to get up to the podium. Mm, I'm I'm monitoring closely. No, no. When he's going to start speaking? Uh, They're starting to see movement. I'm I'm seeing people moving. (laughs) Oh, God. But Russia's not there, China's not there, France isn't there, and Britain's not there. They don't give a crap. (laughs) 
they, what are they, why are they going to, why endure that? Why put themselves through it, okay? China's already running the board, all right? Russia's working with China. They're all, they're, they're, they don't need to be there. United Nations what? And the British, well, you know. Uh, Let's just stay out of the way, shall we? Let's just not be seen. We're still reeling from Harry and Megan. KGP just walked in. Okay. She'll just give the speech herself. there's John Kerry with his big old face. Yeah, we're watching him move in there, walking in there. John Kerry. He's another one like Keith Richards, that if you you did a close-up on his face with an electron microscope, he'd probably look like like a genital herpy. You know what I mean? He's got that kind of a face. What a scumbag. What a parade of scumbags into the United Nations, man. I was saying earlier, you know, because I forget where he was. Was it Vietnam or I forget where last week where he's speaking and Corrine Jean, Jean Corrine Clouseau, Cousteau just shuts it down. Remember that? She just kind of intervenes and that, okay, that's it, everybody. And I said last week that she, for that one moment, the press secretary, who is a black lesbian, by the way, was the most powerful person on planet Earth. Well, she'll just stand next to him while he's at the, while he's speaking to the UN. He'll just cut his mic when she feels he's you know, like starting to drift. So we'll see. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The rest of the news, well, everything's sucking right now. Uh, we, you know, Eagle Pass. If you if you've been watching the coverage out of Eagle Pass, the past few days represents one of the heaviest moments of illegal immigration into this country they're they're bringing them in they're just rolling them in on trains now i i didn't know about this but uh, trey was talking about this on where in rima earlier that they've they've got now uh developers essentially who are putting together subdivisions for illegals neighborhoods they're illegal right and i you know i'm not a financial genius but uh, this was pointed out earlier that you know if you're here illegally it's not like you can go on down to <laughs> first mark and get a get a loan you know for your house so they got a guy out there who's apparently and again i'm here i didn't hear the story myself but he, he's 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 giving out loans to these people and letting them move into a to to a neighborhood i think trey said it covers like 60 60 freaking square miles and they're gonna let the cartels run it it'll be cartel law inside these neighborhoods are they gonna be gated and if you, you know, if you, if you get crossways with the HOA in that neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like if your lawn gets a little sloppy, you know, there's some mail falling out of your mailbox, you know, are they, is like the cartel HOA going to come on by and like cut off your arm with a chainsaw or something? You know, if you don't pay your swimming pool dues, what, what happens to you then? So anyway, it's all madness. And I, you know, I hate to say this and I'm not trying to bum you out right at the beginning of the show here. But my mindset right now is I'm enjoying America every single day that it continues to exist. (laughs) I'm laughing maniacally, but, you know, at some point. What's that? I don't want to KJP you, but do you want to break early so that we have the start of this yeah why don't we do that that's an excellent idea uh we'll do that and if we when we get back because i we want to we do want to listen to him prattle on uh, and Kent, hang on. We'll talk to you in a minute. Let's take an early break. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. 
News Talk 550 KTSA hey, FM 1071. Scott Robbins, oh. and you're listening to News Talk 550 <laughs> KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> All due respect, man. We're going to check in with Biden. He's at the U.N. He's speaking now. Let's take a listen on News Talk 550 KTSA. They're going to be calling for more global support for Ukraine, among other things. The president now at the lectern. Let's listen in. Can be resolved and deep wounds can heal. So let us never forget that. When we choose to stand together and recognize the common hopes that bind all humanity, we hold our hands the power in that power to bend that arc of history. My fellow leaders, we gather once more at an inflection point in world history. With the eyes of the world upon all of you, all of us, as President of the United States, I understand the duty my country has to lead in this critical moment. Uh. To work with countries in every region, linking them in common cause. To join together with partners who share a common vision of the future of the world. Common what? Vision. Where our children do not go hungry and everyone has access to quality health care. Where workers are empowered and our environment is protected. Environment. Where entrepreneurs and innovators everywhere can access opportunity everywhere. Where conflicts are resolved peacefully and countries can chart their own course. <laughs> the United States seeks a more secure, more prosperous, more equitable world for all people. <laughs> equitable. Because we know our future is bound to yours. Let me repeat that again. We know our future is bound to yours. Bye-bye, America. And no nation can meet the challenges of today alone. The generations that precede us, preceded us organized this body, the United Nations, and built international financial institutions and multilateral and regional bodies to help take on the challenges of their time. It isn't always perfect. It wasn't always perfect. <laughs> but working together, the world made some remarkable and undeniable progress that improved the lives of all people. We avoided the renewal of global conflict while lifting more than one billion people, what? one billion people out of extreme poverty. When the hell did that happen? We together expanded access to education for millions of children. Where? We saved tens of millions of lives would have otherwise been lost to preventable and treatable diseases like <laughs> measles, malaria, tuberculosis. Uh. HIV AIDS infections and deaths plummeted in no small part because of PEPFAR's work in more than 55 countries, saving more than 25 million lives. Mm. It's a profound testament to what we can achieve when we act together. When we take on tough challenges and an admonition for all of us to urgently accelerate our progress so that no one's left behind because too many people are being left behind. Mm. The institutions we built together at the end of the Second World War are an enduring bedrock of our progress. He sounds drugged, doesn't he? The United States is committed to sustaining them. And this year, we're proud to rejoin Oh, he sounds like me after UNESCO. a Vicodin. We also recognize that to meet the new challenges of our decades-old institutions and approaches, they must be updated to keep peace with the world. We have to bring in more leadership and capability that exists everywhere 
especially from regions that have not, have regions, not always been regions. fully included. Regions. We have to grapple with the challenges that are more connected and more complex. <laughs> and we have to make sure we're delivering for people everywhere, not just somewhere, everywhere. Realize he's not saying anything, Simply right? Simply put, the 21st century... 21st century That's the one you're in, yes. <laughs> ...are badly needed. They're needed to move us along. Uh-huh. That starts with the United Nations. Starts right here in this room. Uh, in this room. In my address to this body last year, I announced the United States will support expanding the Security Council, increasing the number of permanent and non-permanent members. The United States has undertaken serious consultation with many member states. Serious we'll consultation. to do our part to push ref- more reform efforts forward. <laughs> Look for points of common ground. <laughs> and make progress in the year ahead. Look at the angry look on his face. We need to be able to break the gridlock that too often stymies progress. Stymies. And blocks consensus on the council. We need more voices, more perspectives at the table. (laughs) The United Nations must continue to preserve peace, prevent conflict, and alleviate human suffering. And we embrace nations stepping up to lead new ways to seek new breakthroughs on hard issues. Hard issues. For example, on Haiti, the Caribbean community is facilitating a dialogue among Haitian society. Haiti? I Haiti. think President Ruto <laughs> of Kenya's... I thank hey, you for that guy over there. ...to serve as the lead nation of a UN-backed security support mission. <laughs> I call on the Security Council to authorize this mission now. Now. The people of Haiti cannot wait much longer. The United States is working across the board to make global institutions more responsive, more effective, and more inclusive. He's not saying anything. For example, we've taken significant steps to reform and scale up the World Bank, expanding its financing to low- and middle-income countries so it can help boost progress. We open up a lot of money for Iran. Sustainable development goals. Iran's got money again because of what we did. Climate change (laughs) and fragility. Under the new president of the World Bank, change is already taking root. Last month, I asked the United States Congress for additional funds to expand World Bank financing by $25 billion. $6 billion to the Iranians. In G20, we rallied the major economies of the world to mobilize even more funding. Collectively, we can deliver a transformational boost to World Bank lending. And because the multilateral development banks are among the best tools we have for modern mobilizing what? transparent, high-quality investment well, this in is all over the place. What did he say? Reforming these institutions can be a game-changer. <laughs> Similarly, we proposed making sure developing countries have a strong voice and representation. That's why we're making America country. one. We're making America We're going to continue our efforts to reform the World Trade Organization. <laughs> Preserve competition, openness, transparency, and transparency. Rule of law. While at the same time, we <laughs> better tackle modern-day imperatives <laughs> like driving the clean energy transition, protecting workers, promoting inclusive and sustainable growth. And this month, what? we strengthened the G20 as a vital forum, welcoming the African Union as a permanent member. His head just bounce off the microphone. By upgrading and strengthening our institutions, that's only half of the picture. Mm-hmm. We must also forge new partnerships, confront new challenges, 
Emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence Ugh. hold both enormous potential and enormous peril. Per. We need to be sure they are used as tools of opportunity, not as weapons of, of oppression. <laughs> Together with leaders around the world, the United States is working. I was raised by AI and policies, so <laughs> AI technologies are safe before they're released <laughs> to the public. To make sure we govern this technology, <laughs> not the other way around, having it govern us. <laughs> and I'm committed to working through this institution and other international bodies and directly with leaders around the world, including our competitors. I think he might need a little AI the power to help him out. Artificial good while protecting our citizens from its most profound risk. It's going to take all of us. I've been working mm. on this for a while, as many of you have. It's going to take all of us. All of us. This is right. <laughs> all in a while. <laughs> in every region of the world, the United States is mobilizing strong alliances, versatile partnerships, common purpose, collective action. He's not saying to bring anything. New approaches to our shared challenges. Haiti was the most Here specific the damn thing he said. And why? Haiti? United I don't know. Nations support of the Los I have Angeles no idea. Declaration on migration and protection. Launching a regional-wide approach. Uh, the, the audience the is just enraptured. To better uphold <laughs> like laws. Let's take. Protect. We got to take a break. This, this speech <laughs> of historic <laughs> proportions. <laughs> Holy crap, he's on drugs, man. He's seeing trails, dude. As I take the breath of my lungs, just like the walls around me are breathing. <laughs> and then the little birdie on the lampshade told me, hey, go, go talk to these people at the UN about equity for... And then we're going to Haiti. And we're going to go to Haiti. I was adding up the amount of people he saved uh, over the past four years, <laughs> and it's astounding. Uh, the... <laughs> The amount of people that the uh, millions, dude. I think uh, I was up to like fifty million or something. Fifty million people, <laughs> champ. Wow. Not a joke. <laughs> All right, because I respect you as my listening audience. We're not going to play the whole thing. We'll comment when we get back. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Kent, hang on. I swear to Jesus, you're up next on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Smart speakers and us make smart listeners. Most of the time. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. We're continuing to monitor the president's comments in New York City uh, at the United Nations. Uh, he just spent a goodly amount of time talking about climate change. And it's the existential. Did you know that the overall goal is to climate-proof the Earth? He just said that, that we need to work towards, well, we, we have to. And he basically came right out and said we need to force the markets of planet Earth uh, you know, away from fossil fuels and into new green technology. But in all that bullcrap he was riffing on, he said, you know, the ultimate goal is to climate-proof the planet. We're going to climate-proof it. No more climate. That's what we're going to do. Does that sound like a good idea to you? Climate-proofing a planet? Are we going to terraform as well? Are we going to drop Genesis in the the middle of the Amazon from Star Trek II and just, yeah, let's just terraform the whole damn thing? 
And uh, what we may listen again for in a minute here, but I don't know if you guys are watching this or listening to me. Hopefully, you're listening to me. But what is wrong with his head, man? Are you guys seeing something on his head, on the left side of his forehead? He looks like he's had a lobotomy. I'm sorry. It. He looks like he. He looks like he's had some kind of freaking procedure on the left side of his forehead, man. I'm just, I don't know, but he's looking weird. Uh, oh, there's the Ukra- there's Zelensky. There's yeah, there's the Ukrainian contingent there. Yes, they're in their military. Of gear. course, <laughs> Fetterman's wearing a hoodie, and Zelensky's got to let you know what a guerrilla fighter he is. You know, you know he's got he's got his uh, he's got his uh, uh, Chairman Castro uh, garb on there, so you know he's he's running from the he's running from the Ruskies all the time. He's got to wear camo all the time. He has to go out and hide in the woods. You know. Is Biden riffing on how he was raised by Ukrainians in Scranton? Have we have we gotten there yet? Let me tell you something. Okay, I was raised by... I used to hang out in the Ukrainian neighborhood in Scranton. All right, we'd eat a lot of potatoes. Eat a lot of wheat. And you can... I was raised by... I was... No, no, not a joke, champ. I was raised by Ukrainians. What is Zelensky grimacing over there? I don't even know what he's saying. Zelensky just grimaced for some reason. He's putting on the intensity. Uh, yeah, he was talking about how we're going to continue to uh, aid them in their uh, efforts in the war. Could we aid uh, Mr. Zelensky with a dress shirt, perhaps? Maybe <laughs> one of uh, Fetterman's old shirts? But will he wear it? What a farce, man. And what? <laughs> oh, there's, there's, yeah. I used to like that guy, Zelensky. Now I don't. Now I think he's annoying. Why'd you like him? I don't know why. I, I bought into some of that crap at the very beginning of this. Uh, like, damn, those Russians, they're awful and evil. No. But then after a few weeks, Rice kind of saw that, well, this is just going to keep going on, isn't it? <laughs> we're, we're not trying to win any damn thing, are we? He just hit the microphone. There was a big thong. Did he? Yes, 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 he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was loud. Let me tell you something, champ. That <laughs> was my head. Eugene Carino come up there and, like, you know, straighten his back a little for him. Okay, that's all for now. Thank you. <laughs> Should we listen for a few more minutes just to, just for the hell of it? Yeah. The rights contained in the right. Declaration are elemental. <laughs> elemental. And enduring. <laughs> and while we still struggle to uphold equal and inalienable rights <laughs> of all, they remain ever steady and ever true. Ever steady. We cannot turn away from abuses, whether in Xinjiang, Tehran, <laughs> Where? Darfur. Or anywhere else. No, we have to continue no. working to ensure that women and girls uh, enjoy equal rights and equal participation. While well, we're destroying in them society. here, stay I can't, defi- I can't define a girl, but I know them when I see them. Smell them, sir. When you I, smell so when them. I smell a girl, I can't tell you what a girl is, but I can smell them. By systemic discrimination. Systemic discrimination. The LGBTQI plus people. Oh, God. That was, you know, that was big on the teleprompter. Because of who they are. These rights are part of our shared humanity. Mm-hmm. They're absent when they're absent anywhere. Their loss is felt everywhere. <laughs> I love the audience. I love my audience way too much to put keep putting you guys through this. Have you noticed though he really hasn't he's not saying anything. And by that I mean he's not saying anything specific. Do you know what I mean? It's just all bumper sticker crap. 
And when they pan out to the rest of the United Nations, boy, those the only one who looks interested is John Kerry. John Kerry has obviously, you know, sat in the bathroom for a while and practiced his this is the greatest thing I've ever heard look. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Kerry's yeah. got his brow furrowed, you know, he's just he's sitting forward so everybody knows that he's still oh, this is great. Uh, Blinken looks like he, you know, he's still trying to, the Unisom is still clinging to him, you know, from the night before, you know what I mean? Like he's still got a bit of a Unisom hangover going. Well, Zelensky's got that intense Zelensky look has the, the intense gorilla, gorilla rebel look, you know? Yeah. I'm sure. The partisan the, look. I'm sure the Sierra Leone contingent is really concerned <laughs> about the LGBTQI. <laughs> yeah. They should have, yeah, I did a close-up of the Iranians when he starts riffing on, <laughs> he starts riffing on gay rights. Oh, he did say that we need to ensure that Iran does not have the capabilities to make nuclear weapons. Well, but you six, just gave them six, six billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, I just sat and listened to Blinken riff on that crap again yesterday. Well, they promised it's just for food and aid stuff. <laughs> They're just gonna help people with it. And touching on climate change and the strength of the UN. Notable the leaders of China, he's, Russia, he's France, the UK. Zelensky, even Zelensky's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. That was over a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> now, are we going to lunch now? You know, and now, uh, can we go to Red Lobster? You know, <laughs> I've always wanted to eat the Red Lobster. You know, and uh, what a. I, I there's something wrong with his head too. Man, his head just looked weird, didn't it? Who Biden? Yes. Yeah. On the left side of his forehead. I mean, what? Okay. Watch one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. After the big Indian guy gets, you know, well, actually, actually, after Nicholson gets the lobotomy, he's got like this moon-shaped uh, scar on his forehead where they cut out a piece of his brain. Mm-hmm. You'll see the same scar in Planet of the Apes. You damn dirty apes, you cut out his brain. I'm sitting, you look at Biden's head. It looks like he's got a little surgical flap there that they went in and did something. I don't know. But that was edifying. That was educational and edifying. I know we all feel greatly increased for having listened to the president ramble about nothing for a good 45 minutes. I'm still trying to understand exactly how or why Haiti came into it. I'm not sure. Maybe they got good weed. Maybe, uh, you know, Hunter likes the weed there. I don't know. Yeah. But it was kind of bizarre. Kent, how are you? Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. I got a couple of things on Biden. Uh, y'all, y'all need to quit ripping on old man so much. I mean, it's not his fault. Nancy stopped by this morning with a five-gallon bucket of mimosas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Biden's drinking. I think he's being injected with something. <laughs> you know, well, I, that, I think he's. Yeah, I think they put his ass in a bed vaccine. somewhere and run an IV tube full of straight up morphine. You know, I, he, that guy's right. he's not doing much when he ain't on camera. Right, and then I heard Holy something crap. on the newscast this morning while I was listening to you and Trey that really burnt my biscuits this morning. What burnt your biscuits, you know, man? What well, rubbed? What rubbed your onion? You know, old, old Joe, you know, he wants to bail out all these guys on their student loans and all this, that, and other. And I heard that Texas A&M had $77 million to buy out Jimbo Fisher's damn contract. Well, why do I need to buy Nancy's gender-fluid homosexual studies? Gender-fluid homosexual studies. 
Yes. All right. 210-599-5555. Thank you for the call. 210-599-5555. The news, weather, traffic, and sports for your day. That's why I listen. Always on News Talk 550 KTSA. All day, every day. And FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 giving our thoughts on the president's speech, the thrilling example of oratory that the president just delivered in New York uh, in front of the United Nations. And we'll talk to Victor here in a second. 210-599-5555. One thing we didn't get on the air during the commercial break, he was talking about the debt of uh, many poor countries around the world and how they've got so much debt they have to pay. You know, they can't, people in those countries can't reach their full potential. So he started talking, I mean, that's kind of rich, yeah? He's talking about debt forgiveness. We need to uh, globally forgive all the money that all these other countries owe, predominantly us, because it's so hard on him. These little boogers, it helps. You can't, they can't be really cool nations. They're just crushing the, the crushing debt they're under. You know, and a guy starts talking about debt forgiveness on a global scale, and meanwhile, he's plunging us, you know, hundreds of years perhaps into debt. Your grandkids are going to be living in a refrigerator box along I-10 because of the debt we're slipping into, but we got to take care of the debt of all these other countries, man. Wow. Here's Victor. How you doing, Victor? Not bad. How about you, sir? Another day in paradise. Just had a pretty easy hour thanks to uh, our rambling and feeble president. <laughs> I agree. I've been wanting to share this with you for about two weeks. Uh, I think you've got the uh, imitation of Zelensky dead on, but not with Zelensky. Uh, if you get a chance, look up a song, I'm Number One, by Constantine and Ricky Gervais. Uh <laughs> Okay. From uh, Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted, I laugh every time you make that voice because it's spot on. It's in there. Well, Zelensky's got, you know, and, and actually James made a really interesting observation off air. We were talking about this in that he can speak English. <laughs> All right. He could speak English pretty well, but it's like that guy loves having the translator because it sound, makes him sound more intelligent, right? But when you hear, it's easy to do a Zelensky imitation because he's got that standard, I don't know, I think he got it out of a James Bond movie at some point. That sort of standard Eastern Bloc guttural, I am Zelensky, I am from Ukraine. Yeah, he probably talks like this. You've got to listen to this song because it sounds exactly like your imitation. I will, man. Hey, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I am from Ukraine, so I must talk like this. I am a guerrilla rebel fighting Russia, and this is my Ukraini voice. I mean, the guy's a t- you know he's a TV guy, right? Former TV guy, actor, comedian. He probably does. Like when he's all alone, he probably talks like this. I hope we get some more money from those stupid Americans. Put him in front of a camera. I am President Zelensky. I sweat vodka. You know, suddenly he's going all Chekhov on us, you know. So, yeah, what a farce. I, don't, I, 
I, it is fascinating when, when, you know, I mean, Ukraine, I think, I guess he did speak about Ukraine for a few seconds. I, I Again, that was during the commercial break. I, I didn't hear it. I was trying to listen here and there. So really, apart from Haiti, <laughs> and I guess, I don't know, again, I don't know what he said, but I'm sure it had something to do with uh, preserving democracy in Haiti, or I'm sorry, in Ukraine. Ah, same thing. And we got to keep the money river going there, flowing to President Zelensky. But beyond Ukraine and Haiti, he didn't say anything specific. It was a lot of what I call bumper, bumper sticker drivel about existential crises, you know, facing the planet, and you know, we got to save the planet, we got to climate proof the planet. I, that's the first time I've heard that term. You know, we're upgrading the terminology on climate change because most people are figuring out it's a bunch of bullcrap. So now it's not global warming anymore or climate change. Now it's climate boiling. We're an egg. We're being boiled. Okay, it's we're a we're an Oscar Mayer wiener in, in a pot of water on the stove. There, we're we're at climate boiling now, which, by the way, is the worst way to make a hot dog. I think it's a culinary sin. Beyond that, you know, uh, we we have a new term now. Cl- we got to climate proof the globe. We got to climate proof pr- planet freaking Earth. That's like saying you need to skin-proof a human being, you know what I mean? It's, 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 the climate is, well, it's kind of a part of, of a planet, you know? We, we live on a planet, and the planet does have climate. Atmospheric changes, moisture, wind, all that happy crap. Is, is the president suggesting that we need to now aim for a climateless planet? Yeah, these these are the same people, you know, that talk routinely about redirecting the sun. Excellent plan. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back uh, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Hour number two, uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Just a couple of more notes on the president's speech before the U.N. last hour, which, yeah, uh, I, call me up and let me know what you're thinking if you managed to catch this, that he he's, it's not just that he's getting worse. It's not just that, observably so, the man is in some kind of de- decline. Whatever he has, if it's dementia, which I personally believe is what's going on here, uh, he he just crossed over into another stage uh, over the past few weeks. He sounds drugged. Uh, It's just me. He sounds like he's on some kind of drug, man. But one thing we we didn't mention yet, he, he said something really interesting about China. Uh, which I, I think most of us, you know, y- you listening to me, you know, we're probably in agreement that China is one of our biggest threats, one of the biggest threats facing this country. Well, and, and you want to talk about global stability? Yeah, China is kind of the biggest threat to that, too. I personally think that this president is owned by China, which would explain a great many things. But he said of our relationship with China... We need to de-risk it 
instead of decouple. I think he said, we're about the business of de-risking our relationship with China rather than decoupling. It's the language he used, de-risking as opposed to decoupling. Uh, in other words, uh, we don't want to just pull up stakes on China because then you'll get really, really mad <laughs> and do bad things to us. So we're going to de-risk our relationship with China. We're going to lower the risk of interacting with China, which is kind of funky because in saying that, you're you're also admitting what? China's a risk <laughs> to us, to our continuance? Yeah, I'd agree with that. So again, I, I you know, I I suspect a- after that performance, you know, again, it, it was kind of a long speech for him these days. It was about 40 minutes, I think, from the time he started rambling till the wrap up. You know, you and I both know that guy is in bed now. He, you know, I I, I wonder to what extent. Now we've all made jokes about the time he spends on vacation, which arguably is more vacation time than any other president has taken. He's on vacation more than he's on the job, okay? In that regard, he's very European. (laughs) You know, he's on vacay a lot. We know that. But behind the scenes, because, again, I don't think I'm being a jerk by saying he ain't all that. Something's going, he's worse and again, uh, to my eyes, he appears to be, you know, medicated in some way, shape, or form. You have to wonder uh, what's going on with this guy behind the scenes. I mean, I, and I'm being serious. I wonder how much time. And I, I'm not this. I'm not not a joke, pal. Not a joke. I wonder seriously how much time that dude is spending in bed. Because with a lot of dementia patients, you know, at some point, you can't walk uh, and you are in bed and you live your life in freaking bed. I I just want, I bet you he's in bed a lot more than we realize. Because if you see him walk now, people were talking for months about the shuffle. You know, we all, if again, if you've dealt with a loved one who went into this kind of a decline, you know, the the shuffling, the, the, the walking, the ability to walk degrades. And you go from walking normally to walking slower. And then the slowness uh, evolves or devolves into a kind of shuffling. Because you're not, what happens is they're not really sure where their feet are. And then once you get to the shuffling uh, stage, then you're, you're just a hop, skip, and a jump away. Pardon the analogy. From uh, not being able to walk at all. And, and this guy, I don't know, man. I, you know, my wife's of the theory, and I, my wife tends to be right about stuff like this, is that they're, they're, they're going to shuffle them off, and they're going to do it medically. They're going to use some kind of medical excuse. It wouldn't be much of an excuse. It'd probably, probably be more to the truth, but, well, you know, it's, it's medically, he's having some new issues. There'll be new issues, by the way. This won't be part of some kind of steady decline. It'll be, well, the president's having some medical issues all of a sudden, so he's going to step down. We're going to swear Kamala Harris in. Because I've been saying for a while, she's your next president. Yes, she's an idiot. She truly is. Okay. Biden is many things. He's an a-hole and an idiot. But, you know, he, he played the game for a lot of years. 
Kamala's just a freaking idiot. But you know what? She checks off a couple of boxes. She's a black chick. If only she could go lesbian, you know, in the next few weeks. She should have some sort of revelation about herself. You know what I mean? Like, she should really sort of wake up and go full-on Kareem Jean-Pierre and say, you know, oh, by the way, I like chicks. I'm a black female lesbian. And the reason I keep saying, you know, Kamala Harris, some people say Michelle Obama, some people say Newsom, but the, the reason I keep saying Kamala Harris is you can do anything you want with her. I mean, she's you can bend her, you can mold her, you can get her to say anything you need her to say. And ultimately, as was on display in New York City at the United Nations today, that's what they want. They want someone they can control. They want somebody that, whose words they can script. And Kamala's that. I mean, she really, truly is. And she's a black chick. So you can blunt all criticism based upon racism. And even though we can't freaking define what a woman is right now, you know, you're just anti-woman. You hate her because she's a strong woman. And she's black, too. So we're going to go from an a-hole to a moron in the executive branch. That's my prediction. I could be wrong. Where are we? Esteban, how are you? All right, man. A couple things. First of all, Remember when we got cognitive evaluations on Donald Trump, but we have not gotten a cognitive evaluation of Joe Biden? Oh, yeah, they they were always, if Donald Trump held his freaking coffee mug differently, they were calling for cognitive tests. But you bring that that up about Biden and you're an ageist. (laughs) Well, we actually got cognitive tests from medical doctors at Walter Reed. Right. and none of those have been disclosed about Biden. And, you know, there's been talk about Kamala Harris. Her achievements have been underrated. <laughs> well, her primary achievement is basically going farther on knee pads than Monica Lewinsky did. Yeah, and it worked out better for Kamala than Monica. Yeah, that's true. I appreciate the call, Esteban. No, he's right. Yeah, I remember if, if Donald Trump, you know, walked down a ramp weird or if he was holding his coffee mug differently... These idiots were screaming and yelling about cognitive tests, and we need we need to make sure the president is capable, physically and mentally capable, of doing the job. Look at this guy. Look at Biden. Look at him, man. You, you most of you just heard his voice. He slurs. He does you know syllables. Forget those. He just kind of slurs his way. He sounds like somebody who is a in decline and b heavily freaking medicated. And he's our guy. He's he's the face of this country. He's he's, uh, he, you know. So I mean, overall, the speech he just gave, he didn't. You know, there was no major faux pas. There was no major mistakes, apart from just sort of a general slurring, which I think we're all sort of getting used to at this point anyway. So he got through it without screwing it up. You know, inordinately. Uh, he didn't really say there's a lot of red meat there for that crowd. You know, there was nothing really specific. Uh, he got through it. He's going to probably spend the rest of the day in bed watching Matlock episodes. Wait, Matlock would be a little too hard for him to follow. He, they probably put on like Teletubbies or SpongeBob or something for him at this point. Or The View. 
and uh, you know he'll he'll be resting for the rest of the day. So that, that I'm sure when he, you wonder when he got when he's alone with his people, it's like you did great, you did great, you little booger, you did, didn't screw it up once. Or maybe they're just going all full on John Kerry, and they're all just telling him what a great speech it was. It was a speech for the ages. It was a, it was a historic speech. And then they shuffle his ass off to bed with some Jello, man. Clint, how you doing? All right. Good morning, Reverend Sean. How about you? <laughs> I am doing fine. You may be seated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just on a on a human level, I really feel bad. You know, I don't agree with Joe Biden and his policies or what he stands for, but just on a human level, I really feel sorry for him. Like he was the only thing they had, and they just, you know, this is the only chance we have against Trump, and we're just going to ride him into the ground. And I just, yeah. I don't. Yeah. There, there's something. I mean, Shakespearean about it. There's something of a of a Greek tragedy in this story because this is all he's ever wanted. Joe Biden has only ever wanted to do two things: make a lot of money and be president of the United States of America. I mean, for years, and he's, he's run several times, he ran several times before, for years, what's one thing you heard out of the Joe Biden camp? He's the most qualified person in D.C. to be president. You know, it's all he's ever wanted was to be president. He gets it. He wins the prize. He's the president of the United States of America. He's secured his place in history, and he's barely cognizant. He's surrounded by people, including his own family members, that just use him for money and to enrich themselves. Uh, Obviously, Jill doesn't give a crap about him. She keeps shoving his feeble ass out there in front of the cameras. So, I mean, there is a a weird sadness to it, kind of a tragic twist. You get get everything you want, and you're too freaking feeble and lost and demented to uh, actually, if you will, enjoy it. Not to mention he's surrounded by people that can't that don't have any regard for him whatsoever. You know, and, and there is something sad about that and tragic. I mean, he's still an a hole, but <laughs> right. <laughs> I appreciate the call, Clay. You know what I mean? The guy's still a jackass. He's always been a jackass. He's always been a lying scumbag. But what's it? You know, you remember your scripture: "Beware, or what of the what of the man who gains the world and loses his soul." What if you got everything you wanted and you couldn't, you were too infirm or too out of it uh, to, to in a sense, enjoy it? I, I, that's kind of where Biden is. He wanted this his whole life. He lied to get it. He probably stole to, got it, to, uh, to get it. He, he played the game for uh, several generations uh, there in the methane of the swamp, you know, and, uh, and he finally gets it. He finally gets to be president of the United States of America, and mentally he's just not freaking there. 210-599-5555, San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Talking about the president at the UN and we'll talk about some other, and just the president in general. Talk about some other crap coming up. But first, here's Jim. Jim, how you doing? 
Hey, brother, how are you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Hey, I, I heard y'all talking earlier this morning on the radio, and just out of curiosity, I Google mapped uh, that uh, Colony Ridge. Oh, yeah. It comes up. There's two of them by Houston. Two one's of north them. and one's yeah, and one's southwest, and they're called a financial institution or something like that. Hmm. What do you think about that idea? Because I I hadn't heard about this, so I came in this morning, and uh, Trey was talking about it on his gig. What do you think about that? Just the idea yeah. of of coming up with essentially neighborhoods that you give over to yeah. the illegals, uh, and I mean, give them free loans or, or loans they don't have to pay back, so they can get into a house. Well, large. We're, we're hearing that the cartels are really going to be running things in these neighborhoods. How does that make you feel? I don't like it at all because I'm a veteran, and I see so many veterans and people that are suffering. And to see this happening to American people, it's downright disgusting. I mean, we're losing territory. Yeah, <laughs> we're losing we're territory. We're giving it away. It's what my dad always told me in the '60s. He said. Uh, we're going to lose this country, and the enemy will never fire a shot. Mm. Well, I think we're there, man. <laughs> yeah. I think we're there. Hey, Jim, I, I thank you for your service, sir. Thanks for your time, brother. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's crazy. Well, it'll be easier to uh, enclose them and encamp them <laughs> when they're all in a neighborhood. I and we guess. just put fences around it or something. Put a big wall <laughs> around it. I don't know. It. It's bait and switch. Hey, we got to give you a neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> you put like a 30-foot wall around it. No, I, I, I think it's probably exactly what they're describing. It makes sense in this world, in this moment. Well, apparently they are charging a high interest rates for oh, the, yeah. the land and stuff. So sure. So someone's banking off of another human's misery, Yes, which is horrible. But that's kind of the <laughs> That's what we've been doing we since about... the pandemic. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Make it so you got you got developers out there that are making bank off of charging these, uh, you know, giving out these loans with these insipid and, and you know interest rates. It's like buying like a '77 Pinto, you know, off one of these, <laughs> you know, roadside car lots. You know what I mean? Where you buy them as is. You're paying, you know, seventy-eight percent interest on it. So those guys are going to make money. I just, you know, if if the cartels are running the HOA in these neighborhoods, I don't want to get crossways with those guys. I don't really take the HOA people seriously in my neighborhood. I don't think any of us do. Yeah, they put out their stupid little flyers. You know, some of you have messy lawns, and we're like the bad neighbors, James and Chris. Just so you know, we, we have the crummy-looking lawn. You know, we got a bunch of lawn ornaments. My wife loves lawn ornaments. I love lawn ornaments. We got a bunch of crazy lawn ornaments on the front yard. And, you know, the HOA always puts up their little little notes. But if the HOA in your neighborhood is run by the cartel, I would, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, I think I'd keep my lawn pretty nice. Watered, you know. Because you get crossways with the cartel HOA. They're going to, like, handcuff your ass to a shower. <laughs> And pull out the chainsaw. <laughs> well, if you want to be white and racist, these uh, little migrant cities, they're going to have really nice lawns. Very, really ni- very oh, nice lawns. <laughs> See how you are. That's horrible but funny. Hey, man, I noticed like you let a couple of newspapers stack up in your front yard, man. 
I'm with the HOA. You can't do that. And all of a sudden, they're they're handcuffing you to the uh, <laughs> to the shower head. Now the other leg, huh? You gonna start following neighborhood standards, huh? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. My wife's having a cow right now because I just imitated cartel guys. That always makes her nervous. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine. Ah, quick one. Mary, Mary, how you doing? Gotta be quick. What's on your brain? Hi, Sean. Hey. Good morning. Pretty good. How you doing? Yeah. Hey. Well, I'm doing. I had a good birthday. Remember, I called you on my birthday. Oh yes, happy birthday to you again. Yeah, yeah, again, that was September 11th. Yeah, but I was here before the terrorists. Anyway, I want to elaborate on what Biden said. Okay, he was saying, Sean, about immunizations, vaccine, blah, blah, blah. Not one time did he mention COVID. (laughs) No, he didn't. I guess not. Yeah, you're right. He brought up TB and he brought up all these other things. He didn't mention COVID once. I know. wonder why that is. Oh, yeah. It's because it's coming back. Because it's it's BS. Well, it is BS. (laughs) And most of the yeah. people in that room know it. Thank you, Mary. I got to run. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. Anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. We're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you doing? Uh, 210-599-5555. Um, you know, we, we, we were talking the past few days about this really hard-to-watch video. And thank you, Jesus. Most people are, are that are publishing it are, are doing the edited version. Uh, when the story first uh, uh, came out, I, I saw the TMZ version, which is unedited. Unedited. I'm sorry, I'm sounding like Biden. It's unedited, and it's really hard to watch. It's where you have this retired police chief out in Vegas. He's just riding his bicycle six a.m. six a.m. in the morning, and a couple of young punks. Uh, one who I believe is going to be charged as an adult. They're still trying to find the passenger, but they're cruising along doing a, a video uh, of, uh, of I guess, what was their idea to just run over somebody on a bike and, and video it, and, and that's what they did. Uh, they, they cut, this guy's a 64-year-old dude. He's retired, retired police chief. He's riding his bike. And with the video going, and while they're laughing and saying things like, hit his ass, they come up and they hit this dude hard. He goes over the, he crashes into the windshield, goes over the roof. They're still laughing, by the way. Oh, also uh, in a stolen car, uh, and the guy he ends up dying. In fact, his own daughter found him. He's wearing one of those watches. I don't, I don't know much about him. One of those watches that you know checks your heart rate and all that stuff. And uh, hopefully they're going to find the other guy, and these two dudes are going to jail for the rest of their of their lives. Of course, I don't know. You know how things go these days. Maybe it wasn't their fault. Maybe they just grew up in a crummy neighborhood. And then we have uh, this video, very disturbing, uh, out of uh, a suburb of Seattle, 
where you have a woman who is working in a convenience store. Uh, another, uh, you, you know me, man. Convenience stores are near and dear to my heart. Actually, classically, working in a convenience store uh, in a gas station has been classically listed as one of the most dangerous occupations, and that's before we got to this place of, of uh, progressive sentencing and essentially letting people out after they commit a horrible crime. And I think it was like three or four young dudes come in. I think she said four. They're wearing masks and the they got the John Fetterman look going. And they stomp her. I mean, they just, they're beating her in the head and the face. She goes down on the floor. They're kicking her in the head. They ended up stealing about, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks worth of candy and cigarettes. Oh, and then they they, they left and jumped into two stolen cars and, and rode out of there. And I don't know where you are, but there is there's something a little different going on now. Yeah, it, it, pretty simple equation. If you're soft on crime, you're going you're gonna to get more crime, yeah? And we are getting more crime across the board. Not to mention if you import, you know, millions of, of people uh, from these third world countries, uh, many of them, uh, they're only able to get across the border at the behest or the sponsorship of a, of a cartel of bad guys. You're going to have some serious crime problems in America, and we do. But the one aspect of it that is really increasingly disturbing and it seems to be predominantly with young people, just hurting people for the joy of hurting people. I can't remember. Dana Perino mentioned this on The Five last night. I can't remember what exact word she used. But I think the word, one of the words she used was scary. There's a soullessness to it. There's a soullessness to... And again, you see these attacks, and they're almost feral in that the savagery that they're inflicting on other human beings to amuse themselves, to make themselves laugh, because I guess they find it funny, that to me seems like we've turned a corner in some weird, dark way. In that, uh, obviously, if you look at this convenience store in uh, outside of Seattle, the, the goal was, was not the stuff they stole, because they could have stolen a whole lot more. And stuff they could have sold down the street. I mean, a couple hundred bucks worth of candy and cigarettes ain't nothing. The the main it seemed like the main idea of the attack was the attack was just to beat the crap out of a woman that were working in a convenience store, and she wasn't a young woman either. Not that that makes a difference. And uh, that's where things are getting really disturbing. And I tell you what. It's going on here in San Antonio, but here in San Antonio, uh, people are going to start shooting back. You start, you know, you start randomly attacking people just to freaking attack them and cause them pain and injury and perhaps even death. You may not like what comes your way as a result of that. You know, and you're seeing a lot of these crimes go on in places where people don't have a right to carry, where they don't have their own means to to defend themselves. And uh, they're being run roughshod over. It's just, there's, there's no 
Eh, nobody has to, these young pukes don't have to worry about repercussions. Look, they could take over entire freaking neighborhoods in Chicago and loot and beat people up and attack people and take cars and set things on fire. And in that town, the new mayor, what does he say? What's his uh, reaction? Don't call them thugs. They just need some reparations. They just need, you know, some assistance from the government. It's not their fault. But I'm just saying, here in San Antonio, you're starting to see more of this stuff. But here in San Antonio, you don't know who might be pecking. <laughs> and you, you try a random attack on the wrong person here, and you're going to freaking die, man. But it is disturbing, because we're seeing more of this, aren't we? How many videos? I've seen videos over the past few months of, you know, like elementary and middle school kids who will gang up on one kid and just stomp them into the ground. And they're, the thing that's disturbing, because we're seeing this more and more, is the glee, the laughter. We're having a good old time destroying somebody's life and causing them pain. That's sick. And I don't know how you defrag somebody, a young person, from that uh, kind of thinking if it's been hardwired into them, which if you're capable of just running over a guy in a car who's on a bike just to do it for poops and giggles, you're hardwired to be a sociopath. You can't undo that. And the problem is it's a whole generation of young people who have been raised in that culture, in that idea that other people's pain and suffering is entertainment. <laughs> it's depressing. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk 550 KTSA. A local radio that's important to me. And FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071, the final few moments of the show, whatever's on your brain. Let's go to Alex. Alex, how you doing? Good day, brother. Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, you have the age and the distance thing, like you were saying a moment ago, just like, uh, you know, other times is, you know, dysfunction has been very accepted and common sense has seemed been thrown out the window. (laughs) Common sense um, ain't so damn common anymore. Anymore, man. Right. More of a commodity. Huh. And and so therefore, you know, I don't want to come across like I'm just speaking about windmills and, you know, bubble machines, but uh man, uh looks like uh that what is it Bob Marley said what was in one of his songs, uh when the rain falls it doesn't fall in one man's house. So it's like, you know, get to know your neighbors, barbecue, find common ground, you know? That's you know, that's actually great advice. I mean we're Culturally, politically, sometimes even economically, we're really just moving further and further away from each other. Right, six feet. Right? Yeah, you know. Well, right, right. So, I, you know, we we don't socialize with our neighbors very much right now. Uh, we've lived there for about six years. We've just always had so much going on. But eventually, I'd like to get to that place where I really do know my. We all know each other. We're acquainted with with each other. But, you know, you and I, I don't know how old you are. You and I grew up in uh, uh, in neighborhoods where the neighbor's parents 
were just as you listen to them, just like you listen to your own parents. People watched out for each other in the neighborhoods. You see this here and there, especially I think here in San Antonio and some of the neighborhoods. But when, when you're when you're listening to the news and you're watching the news and you realize just what a crummy moment we're in, getting to know your neighbors uh, is is probably a very good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you know, the solution started at home. It's just kind of a choice. Yeah. So, you know, well, you really got to think about your own mental health and your own security and your own sanity right now, because the government is at odds with all of that. You know, you're the enemy at this point. Well, fresh air, some celery doesn't do nobody harm. You know, fresh air and celery. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we can point fingers, point fingers, but we're always a solution, brother. There's more solutions than there are problems. Well, I hope so, man. Alex, I appreciate the call, man. I, I like, I, I've rediscovered that I like dipping celery in peanut butter. I like sticking celery in peanut butter, man. Well, it's better than your finger. There are other, there are worse things than sticking peanut butter. <laughs> so I, uh, I've just, you know, that's pretty healthy, right? I mean, p- peanut butter's a lot of protein. Celery's just water, basically, but it's good for you. I, I've also I, I love my wasabi how do you say it? Wasabi? Yeah. Wasabi. I love my wasabi peas, man. I munch on wasabi peas all day, little dried peas dipped in wasabi. That'll clear out the old nasal passages on a high pollen day. <laughs> yeah, I could use that. <laughs> so anyway, I'm glad the guy brought up eating celery. So Well, I agree with Alex and when I, I sit in my garage, I don't smoke cigarettes in my house. Right. And I wave to every car that drives by, whether they That's wave, great. whether they wave back or not. The neighbors' kids down the block, they come and take Bex, my puppy, for walks. <laughs> so if you make an effort, yeah, you, you, it's you can do it. Yeah, it's easy. Just a wave. All you gotta do is wave to somebody. Well, and you know, I think people. I do the same thing, and sometimes I can't even see because my neighbors sit in their garage a lot, so I try to wave to them whenever I'm coming and going. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can't even see if there's somebody in there. I just wave so in case they are there, they see me. <laughs> really? I do. I, I absolutely do. And I wave every car that comes in the cul-de-sac. I wave to, and they wave back. Look, when you're in a neighborhood, I, I'm not moving around anymore. I have no desire to buy any more houses or do anything. I'm staying put. All right. And when you find, you know, you buy a house, James, you got a house, you know, and you're in a neighborhood, yeah. you're planning on being there for a long time. Why wouldn't you want to get to know your neighbors? Yeah. You're going to be around them forever. Now, the ones that are renting houses, I don't well, I don't bother to meet now, them. They'll be gone in 12 months. We had some really crummy neighbors <laughs> next door who were renters. Yeah, that was no fun. But, you know, the people who are there who all, you know, you, you figure you, you might end up knowing these people for 30 years, you know. I mean, my parents lived in uh, in their house for 35 years, you know. They knew all the neighbors. The neighbors knew them. These are people who, in a sense, you do live with, right? They're right over there. And and I, I like the idea of my neighbors watching out for me and me watching out for them. And, and you're right, James. It doesn't take a whole lot. No, it's it's not it's not Still difficult. Don't be a jerk, man. Yeah. Wave, smile, and then one day you'll stop and say, "Hey, I'm Jimmy." And they're like, right. Hey, I'm Bill. Oh, okay, Bill. Now I know your name. Have a great day. Yeah, you see these people every day of your life, man. But now you know people. They go inside and they go into the dark room with the computer. And <laughs> I found out one of my new neighbors is a Philadelphia Eagles fan, and that's just not going to work. Well, see now you got some issues. Yep. You may have to call the HOA on that one. Going to be moving soon. Might be some heavy fines. <laughs> heavy fines. 
I think my neighbors probably think I'm nuts, you know, which well, I'm yeah. kind of fine with. That obvious? Well, I'm, you know, I go out to my, when I'm over, uh, sometimes I, you know, you've seen how I dress, you know, yeah. and you probably yeah. think I'm nuts and I'm, I'm a weirdo, but I'm fine with that. I'm a nice weirdo. We're not having Santeria parties over at my place, you know. No. We're not we're not doing human sacrifice in the backyard. Boo! Boo! <laughs> I think it's entirely possible Boo. whoever owned the house before us was, though, we found uh-huh. some machetes and <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> in the backyard, you know. But uh I, I I think it's you know, I always like knowing my neighbors, you know. I'm I yeah. I think it's cool. That's how I grew up are. in West Fort Worth. We knew several neighbors yeah. in the eighties and it's just, it's it's a lost art now. Well, it really is, you know, and we grew up and we got we got to close out here. But, you know, you grew up in an era where you were either at your house or at a neighbor's house. Frankly, mm-hmm. you know, we just walk in like you'd walk in any place else. And yeah, people are very distant from each other now. And I don't think that's a healthy thing. Uh, I got to go. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up. I'm sure they'll have some great commentary about the speech at the U.N. Thank you, James. Thanks for Lane Rodriguez, our executive producer, Christian Blood. And my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.